genre. What up, nerds, and welcome to Tales from the Box, the once-weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about comic books. My name is Adam Sheehan, and I'm here, as I always am, with uh, the other voices on this show, Shaw Batiste. Yo. Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Byte. Heyo. As a courtesy, I want to remind listeners that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. If you haven't read the books we're going to talk about on this show, uh, we're going to spoil those. Uh, I'll give you ep- I'll give you timestamps in the episode description so you can skip anything that you need to skip. Our top story this week is Thor, Thor the God Butcher, by Jason Aaron and Esad Ribic with Butch Geis, Ives Forcina, Dean White, and Tom Palmer. Lots of names on that book. That's a lot of names. Lots of beautiful lots of ta- art lots names. Of talent. Lots of talent. Yeah, lots of talent in that book. So, so right off the bat, uh, listeners, you might have noticed that uh, Thor the God Butcher arc is uh, not super recent. Uh, and that's because we're doing a new thing this season. Uh, we're going to be talking about um, classics and their contemporary classics. So we're starting out with Thor because it's relevant, you know, because there, there's a little thing you might have heard called the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, never, but yeah, never. so and, and, and Thor, the, specifically Gore the God Butcher stuff is like some of our fucking favorite shit to happen in recent history last like 20 years and it's the beginning of this arc which is crazy to me by the way yeah exactly yeah (laughs) it's a hell of a way to kick shit off man. yeah Yeah. (laughs) just really ramping it up and setting the bar super high um but that's that's this is our contemporary pick and we're gonna be uh next week kicking it back to uh an old school older school classic thor that we want to talk about so we'll be doing that throughout the season um you know uh, modern and their older counterparts so and we got some beta ray bill coming up next hell week, yeah, so yeah, yeah. spoiler yeah, alert it's the walt simonson shit um yeah i'm hype <laughs> I, i'm hype for this one i i was so jack norseman <laughs> i'm hyped for the whole season sean put together the schedule and was like it's well, a fucking just... banger it's, it's we, all yeah. killer banger and, we keep, banger and we keep thinking of like more stuff we want to add and like i'm I'm here for it, but we just got to make sure we don't get to the point where we just hate talking to each other. Um, Sean is the only one who trained during the off season. Um, <laughs> also, it's a new season. We're back. Um, yeah, we are back. You guys, you guys might not have noticed that we've been gone for a month because we've been giving you guys uh, our, our old Patreon stuff. We gave you guys the, the band book series while we were gone. We did take one week off because, you know. We, we needed need- it. We needed it, yeah. but uh, but we're back. We're gonna be back in your earballs every Wednesday for a while until we get sick of each other again. I love uh, earballs. We're back. I'm madder than ever about everything. So yeah, here we are. It's like sorry. Yeah. yeah, don't worry, guys. Yeah, I'm kind of glad that all this happened while we weren't doing this. Oh, yeah, it's probably yeah. for the best. <laughs> don't worry, guys. The break didn't didn't break our stride too much. Oh, still, it, it broke my spirit, but it did not break my need to talk about comic books. Exactly. As my only outlet and my also to, my only job. My oh, need also, to yell at people about Thor. Something you might have noticed already before you even started listening is uh, I'm giving up on legacy numbering. You're getting, this is issue <laughs> one hundred and whatever Already? Honestly, we're going back yeah pro pro meta move to just pull a yeah. marvel and say fuck you and fuck you again uh yeah. i support Welcome. it that was, I also that was hate kind it. of my uh my plan the whole time but you know 
it's funny. I wanted to do it and I did it. And that's that. <laughs> and you can't uh, stop me from doing it. I might it. do it again next season. Who cares? I don't know. <laughs> there are no rules. We make the rules. Yeah, yeah we just This is our rules. show. We're in charge. I mean, if Marvel's not going to have any fucking rules, we might as well not have any fucking rules, right? <laughs> fucking YOLO, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're going to reboot back to number one six more times in the next decade. Get yeah. ready for it. It's we're Spider Man now. Man. We're Spider-Man I was podcast. gonna I was gonna hold on to it until we hit uh, episode 150, but I was like, there's I don't want to I don't want to do that for that long. It's... <laughs> it would have been really funny to switch in the middle of a season to do that though, because that's <laughs> yeah, that's that a very Marvel and move. Then, and then like switch mm. back again yeah, yeah, yeah. to like yeah. like, just, just like if the... it was like episode nine and then 150 and then episode 11. <laughs> <laughs> Milestone episode. Yeah. <laughs> record breaking god damn it D- double sized episode <laughs> record breaking double side and uh a double sized and twice the price uh yeah. for your pleasure you actually <laughs> right. have to and luckily pay for, for you that means uh that means it's still free <laughs> yeah zero right. times zero is still zero <laughs> yeah zero times two is still zero so you're welcome guys <laughs> inflation ain't touching this podcast uh, yeah <laughs> and we're back to being an anti-capitalist yeah. you guys, podcast. Do, do you guys miss us? <laughs> I mean, if you us? want to give us money, you absolutely can. Please, um, please. I, I'll drop a link to our um, our uh, Patreon. Okay. In the episode. What a Venmo. good shameless plug! Like a good capitalist yeah, also, that you are. Also, um, <laughs> you're, you'll you'll get to listen to us. You'll get to listen to us talk about the the comic version of of Gore the Butcher. Plus, this week uh, we did. A Patreon review, not us, but Dueling Genre did a, a Patreon review of Thor God of or uh, Thor Love and Thunder. So oh, you neat. can listen to this, then go give us some of your money and then you can listen to that. Um, I'll listen to I that. Don't, when I don't want to under from now. Yeah, I don't want to underpin their review. Um, but I guarantee you that their review is gonna be more positive than mine. That's all I'm gonna say about that movie. Oh, uh, you should have gone on uh that episode. That would have No, been I fun. hate yelling about things that I hate. Uh at least, you know. Publicly. That is like our number one rule on this show. At least yeah. when we record it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, my number one rule is like be positive when you're like talking to people that want to hear positive. Like you didn't come here because you want to hear us bitch. You came here because right. you like comic books. And so do we. So yeah, if like, you want to hear me bitch, come. Thor? Yeah. Yeah. Come, come to the comic book store. I will tell you all of my reasons that I hate Thor Love and Thunder and some of the reasons that it's fine, but like mostly. I have also, like, we do that for an hour before we hit record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that, that's like, getting the get venom out. out. <laughs> Sometimes, too. You gotta get the Depending venom out before you get a, to the positivity. If it's been a tough week. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, we're back. We're yeah, rambling. I, uh, we're in here. the middle of that break, I went to Florida. <laughs> speaking of um, venom and uh, terrible things and yelling for How hours. many crocodiles did you fight? Uh, number one, alligators. Alligators, I'm sorry. As soon as I said it, I knew it was she wrong. She didn't go to Australia, Sean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> number two. I'm the, uh, I'm the asshole for naming the wrong dinosaur that's walking around. Yeah. Uh, number two, I would <laughs> never fight an alligator because they are precious creatures and I love them dearly. Um, I, it's, it's truly one so of my okay, favorite things Okay, so how many alligators did you hang out with? <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> zero this time. Oh, Usually, okay. I, I take a, a, a like an annual... Uh, canoe trip on the Wakulla River um, and I meet many many an alligator and the last time I did it I met an alligator up close because my ex to- topped the fucking canoe over like right next to an alligator 
He's like, he, we were fine the whole time, really didn't see that many alligators. And then the second we see one, he's like, oh, now is when I need to stand over the side of the boat and pee. And I was like, brilliant. And now I'm in the water with an alligator and your pee. Thanks so much. At least you didn't pee on the alligator. I don't think that I know of. I don't know. (laughs) Alligators are chaos. They're they're just sharks with feet, aren't they? They're they're straight up dinosaurs. (laughs) It's it's like sharks are already scary, but imagine a shark that could jump out of the water and then keep chasing you. Alligators stopped evolving. (laughs) They just they didn't they didn't need to do anymore. They're they figured it out. They know how to they just literally stand there with their mouth open and just eat things. Um, fun People, fact, things I've, walk into their mouth and they just close and they're like, all right, cool. See you guys um, later. <laughs> fun fact, uh, it is absolutely true that very small school children in Florida learn how to evade alligators. That's one of the it's first, all, like, it's like stop, drop, awesome. and roll and zigzag. Those are Alligator the two defense. things. Don't yeah, confuse yeah. those, though. Don't yeah, they're really yeah, good yeah, at yeah, going straight. Yeah. Stop, yeah. stop, stop drop, and roll. and roll. Gator death roll. Like, those are two. <laughs> yeah, they're really good at going straight. They don't pivot very They can't, not, they can't not, zigzag. Yeah. yeah. So you, you just run in a zigzag motion until you outrun they're it. They're not very agile creatures. They, mm-hmm. But they, they got good straight line speed, right? And they go to sleep if you rub their oh, belly. Yeah. <laughs> That's absolutely they're true. they're adorable. Yeah. yeah. It's adorable. I want one. It's their only weakness. They're cold-blooded monsters. I can't get on board with this adorable Uh, thing. Clarissa explains it all ruined me because from then on, I was like, well, mom, I need one as a pet. Like, I was like, (laughs) I wanted one as a pet before that, but then it was like confirmation that it could be real. And uh, I still haven't done it. I haven't haven't lived my dream. It's, uh, my my uncle had a pet alligator, though. So, like, you know, close. Don't let your dreams be dreams. (laughs) Same. Yeah, Make no, them I, a reality. I should not have an alligator with three cats, two dogs, and you like plenty of terrariums. Of you could put a small I one. I mean, in you've there. got plenty of shit to feed one. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Including the cats, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime they act up, just be like uh, Albert's getting real hungry. Uh, Albert maybe. the alligator. Uh, nice. that was the mascot for the Florida Gators. Uh, the alma mater of literally everyone I've ever known and been. All right, let's get to. out of here. <laughs> so speaking of. Alligators. Talk about alligators literally. No limbs. <laughs> just snakes. Speaking about <laughs> speaking of round alligators. Speaking of cold tube, blooded monsters. Tube, tube gators. T- tube this did gators. not take long to go off the fucking rails. My god. Um so I got a I got a number one here from Image. Shocker. Sean the best segue possible. It's yeah, funny. that's pretty good. Tube alligators. That's 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 the takeaway. Although away. you've ruined my ability to cut the gator story, so here we are. Ah, fuck you. I didn't, uh, no, that's not true. You can still cut it. I love gators. Um, Above Snakes, number one, uh, by Sean Lewis and Hayden Sherman. So this is, uh, this is an interesting one. Uh, I just, I'm one of those people, I, I tend to just either pick up or flip through image number ones from people I recognize. And this guy wrote this book, Thumbs, a couple years ago. That was kind of this I'm weird Not 100% certain, but I think the color, or the, the artist also did Thumbs. Oh, I uh, yeah, I feel thumbs. Yeah, 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 I feel like that's the same creative team. I'm I think like you're right. Ninety-eight percent certain it's the same creative team. Yeah. Did we talk about thumbs when it I came think out? One, I feel like we I did. I think I talked about an issue or two. It was like a high concept. Man, that was weird. A and a half. Please yeah. don't go back and listen to it. It was like probably our first episode, and it was probably bad. Yeah. But this one's kind of like I feel like it's gonna. So basically, we have this story of this guy who, um, classic Western. Uh, revenge story uh he went off to fight in a war he comes back his family has been murdered and he is somehow accompanied by some sort of 
spirit eagle that feeds on the blood of the people that he kills. Classic Western stuff, guys. <laughs> wow, this As is you a lot like this is. We said this off mic, but this is like a a more reined in coffin bound. Yeah, definitely a more real like a less mystical. At least so far, a less yeah. like mystical coffin bound. The stories seem to be more grounded in his story. Like he's he kind of talks about um this. The main character talks about he's um. You know, he's off trying to avenge his family and like he as he's traveling through towns, he's meeting the other people on that circuit that are also trying to avenge their family. So there's like a whole there's like a whole posse of them rolling around trying to kill the people that killed their families. But <laughs> I feel like there's a there's a team up book coming that, that could be interesting. Um but yeah, we just get this kind of classic Western story. I don't wanna like give too much away just because, you know, I feel like it it was a good story. We had a good evolve, good twist on it. And I think what we're going to get is just more adventures of this, of this guy dirt wandering through and just seeing his adventures, feeding this guy's, um, you know, this demon spirit thing. So as it thirsts on the blood of, uh, the people that he kills, <laughs> which is kind of cool. Cause they seem to be friendly. I can't tell. The only other thing I can't think of is like, did this guy like he was either chosen or brought back to life by this spirit in some way. And like he's doing, there might become, they may have struck a deal in some fashion, but this art is fucking fantastic. The art is so good. It's great. It's that Western vibe. Perfect. Westerns are like one of the best genres to stylize. Casey and I watched this supernatural type Western film at the film festival last year. Yeah, what and the hell was that called? It was awesome. It was awesome. Salome. Yes, Salome. Yeah. Yeah. And that film is so cool. I love like fantasy esque Western stuff. It's it's great. Yeah. I love the color work in this. The, the color palette is really is really cool. It's got like this kind of I don't want to say messiness about it, but like I don't know. I like it. Yeah, it's got some humor in it too. Uh, there, there, there's. Mm. Uh, so there's it's got a good balance of violence and humor, obviously, just being a Western and just, um, yeah, I thought I, I'm already invested in this dirt character who's just kind of wandering around. <laughs> I'm invested in Spec, the talking vulture. Yeah, yeah, Spec is great. Like I said, I feel like that character is almost straight out of Coffin Bound. It's crazy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I, I really wasn't like that, that one like a buzzard skeleton in a bird yeah. cage or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like that. Um, There was like just in this one issue, a story arc with a twist. Yeah. Like, exactly. it was a really fast turnaround because, like, you, he gets to the place where he thinks that, like, the leader of this gang is, the, the gang, the above snake gang, and, you know, like, manages to find him, kill him, and then realize not the, not the right guy and the person he got info from was actually their lookout. So it's this, like, oh, okay, yeah, no, that seemed like it was too easy. It felt like... Yeah, there was yeah. some good storytelling with that stuff. I really enjoyed it. And I, I'm, it seems like it's going to kind of almost have... It's the continuity, but I feel like there's almost going to kind of be this anthology feel to it. Yeah, because like you, could, you could like have a different a book, book for each person that lost their family to this gang. Well, I think there's that. There's the, the crew of people he's met on the way. He's obviously traveling around. Like, even if he's found the person that killed his family, it doesn't seem like his mission has been completed. 
and there's other people that are also on that same mission. So there's a lot of opportunity to tell these types of stories uh, yeah. in this. Because we meet like four or five people that are all kind of doing the same thing. Yeah. And it makes sense that so. the book is called Above Snakes because it can be centered around the victims of that gang's crimes rather than just like dirt. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So you have a yeah. lot of options too, which is great. Yeah, so I'm already, I'm in. I thought it was really cool. Like Adam mentioned, the art was great. Yeah, um, yeah and I liked um, the other stuff that Sean Lewis has done. Uh, at least this creative team has done, so I'm glad I picked it up. Oh, yeah. Number ones don't usually let me down. Oh, look at that. Thumbs. Yep, it was them. There's a page <laughs> of it in the back here. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> so it was definitely them. So there you go. If you want some more of that, go check out Thumbs too. That was a that was a cool book. Neat. Yeah. Um uh, all right, moving right along. Um Daredevil number one by Chip Zdarsky, Marco Cicchetto, Rafael De La Torre, and Matthew Wilson. She's just um, like has changed. Should just yeah. be called Daredevil thirty eight or whatever they left off. Uh <laughs> like, thirty seven, I think, is the actual thir- issue. Um like it's fucking dumb that they went to number one. It is really dumb that they rebooted it back to number one because uh if you are using this as a jumping on point, you will be fucking confused. They do their best. Yeah. Remember remember when we did that? We just did that. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, like honestly, they don't really do a good like you'd be so fucking confused if this is the first issue of Sadarsky well, Daredevil you've No, heard. they did a really good job of catching you up the best they can, because there are a lot of moving parts. Like, if yeah. you were if you're jumping in from here, there's, you're going to do a lot of yes anding to get to where it makes sense. <laughs> but I like I wish they didn't renumber it. But he, Chip Zdarsky did a good job of being like, this is where all of these threads are, and here's how we're going to continue. Sure. So, yeah, so I mean, one number them, one doesn't always have to be a jumping on point. It could just be that's like, literally that, okay, what number one. It would be different if it'd be different if it was like a different, a different like, creative team. Or like a different um, title, but like it's still just Daredevil. <laughs> it's literally the same exact book. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, the book is good regardless of what number it is. Um, yeah. So there's a couple different things That's going true. on here. It starts out with um, with Matt pretending to be Mike, his brother, going to Butch, who is Kingpin's son, and being like, so so in the last issue of um uh. Oh, you're going to try to do Devil's all this? Is, well, in the last issue of Devil's Reign, they a slippery killed, slope. <laughs> I know. They killed uh, Matt Murdock's brother. If you want to have that explained, go back and read the annual from Chip Zdarsky's run. I, I'm not going to explain it right now. But uh, he has a brother now. Uh, always has, kind of. Um, he was his twin. Um, and Kingpin killed him thinking it was Matt Murdock because he figured out that Matt Murdock was Daredevil. So Mike dies. Mike was best friends with Butch. So. Uh, Matt shows up pretending to be Mike and being like, yeah, they killed Matt. They thought it was me. Like, I got out, you know, whatever. And then Butch kind of gives him his, like, master plan to be Kingpin and kind of, like, gives his, like, not necessarily villain speech because he's, like, honestly not trying to be his dad. Like, he's trying to do things a little bit more, like, on the up and up. And in the middle of it, in just, like, a very cruel turn that has never worked out, he just, he's like, hey, fucker. If you ever, if, if, if I hear for a second that you're fucking this up, I will find you and I will fucking kill you. And Butch immediately knows that it's not Mike and that it is Matt. <laughs> because, like, yeah. 
as as, as Matt says, there's the like he, the the trick to pretending to be his brother is not looking them directly in the eye, not because he's blind, but because Mike always had like kindness in his eyes, and Matt is like incapable of having that. Just, just Matt, just the worst <laughs> spy of all time. Yeah, 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 just real fucking bad. Because so, yeah, he could have got he, literally all the information he needed, and he just like didn't. No, he just wanted to idiot. intimidate him. And like yeah. Spider-Man even says, Spider Spider-Man swoops in and he's like, "Hey, didn't that go really bad for you the last time you threatened Kingpin? Like like we had a war in New York about it? Like didn't that happen?" And he's like, "Well, I'm leaving town, so I had to, you know, make sure he knew that people are keeping an eye on him." So like, for better or for worse, he just threatens the new Kingpin and like traumatizes him by pretending to be his dead best friend. So, that's number 1. Uh Number two is Daredevil's or Matt is trying to like tie up loose ends before he leaves. Like, so he's he's talking to Spidey and he's talking to he he tells Spidey like who he is and and like all of the memories of knowing Matt Murdock come back and he's just like, oh, what the fuck? Okay, uh, so that's interesting. So Matt realizes well, he needs Spider Man shouldn't be too much of a stranger to that, should he? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, well, oh my but mind on the flip side, he's like, he's basically like, yeah, I'm not telling you, bro. And he's like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, like, that's what that feels like. Jeez, this is what I've been doing to people. I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, yeah, uh, Daredevil realizes he needs to talk to Kristen because Kristen uh, was his lawyer, uh, also his ex girlfriend, and also like should also know the truth that Daredevil is Matt Murdock. Because she had her mind wiped and he never. And we got were in love. To- we dated for a very long time. <laughs> yeah, and and she, uh, he left her poorly, and like he never got over her. And then this whole time, he's not been telling her who he really is, and like ha- letting yeah, her like, have. They her were together back. like the entire Wade run. Yes, the entire Wade run. And then um, she just got fucking mind wiped. Yeah, and then he goes to be, to, to fix that. He goes to fix that, and like. Gets to the train station right as the train pulls away, and then it gets fucking blowed up. Yeah, then by this we guy, we do not know who the fuck he is at this well, point. Well, we kind of know who he is. There's a well, couple we know things. who he is, but we don't know why he's got powers. I yes. guess. Um, it is his his ex uh, um, lawyer friend from Columbia. Yeah, some college. Uh, Robert yeah. Goldman. Goldie. Um, and he, he's gold now. Yeah, well, he claims to be daredevil slash matt's because he knows he's one of the few people that does know matt's identity or daredevil's identity and he says um that he's his guardian angel and he's managing to like he's doing all these things where he's like subtly swaying like he's doing like butterfly effect on a bunch of different people in a bunch of different places and part of that is blowing up the fucking train that Kristen is on and matt like drags him along because he's fucking terrified of like the implications of that because this person clearly has, like, if he is actually a guardian angel, he's, like, really fucking powerful and, like, probably not an angel. Probably something way worse. Because he definitely feels very nefarious. Um, so he takes him with him in and, and a, like, keep your enemies close, uh, you know, kind of thing. Um, well, I think the implication is he's 100% torturing him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, like, making him, like, pay for his sins. Because he's, like, these six-page panels of him in a beard and, like, interrogating him. Like, it seems like this is not 
it's not going well for this guy at no. this point. <laughs> and it's not going well for, for Matt either. Like, Matt no, is losing his fuck. Yeah, the, the, the book begins with him in, being like, who the fuck are you? What the fuck are you doing? How the fuck are you? Do you know any of this? And it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, he's he's kind of unhinged. Uh, that's not great. Um, yeah. But yeah, so then the end of the book, um, we get, so Electra immediately left New York. Um, while, da- while Daredevil, like, got his affairs in order. And she goes straight to Stick and starts, like, training with him and talking about, um, you know, he, he basically realizes, like, oh, you fell for his thing where you're, uh, you're not killing people now, huh? Like, oh, you're weak. And then she, like, whoops his ass. And he's like, okay, maybe, maybe not that weak. Um, <laughs> but, uh, basically she went ahead to, to set up their, uh, their base of operations to fight the hand. Yeah, they gotta uh, set up their fist, uh, fisty operations. Fist, fisties. <laughs> Wait, what operations. is the fist? Don't like that. It's um, the opposite of the hand, obviously. It's, well, it's also like the prophesized, like the only that thing be- that Okay, could- I'm not, not an anatomy <laughs> expert, but like, I mean. The fist, I guess, is the organization that's supposed to take down the hand. That's all I got for you. But one is, I mean, you just, one's a little more clenched than the other. Well, that's why the fist can beat the hand. I don't, I don't like uh, fists rock. and clench being together in a conversation. It's the opposite of rock, paper, scissors. I, yeah, I was about to say fist beat paper. Nope. That's <laughs> it, not. I don't, no. I don't get it. I don't know. Some book says it. That's all I got for you. Hmm. And, okay. I, and I believe when they mention it, it, they explain it a hell of a lot better than we are right now. Um, but I do not remember exactly. So uh, Yeah, I think it's just some ancient order that could defeated the hand at some point i also think like if i remember correctly like the hand was supposed to be the fist and got corrupted yeah and like like they were the same organization but like the hand like split off to like do their evil bidding you know this is just ninja turtles man ninja turtles ripped all of this off I know it is. It that's, is ninjas. That's the joke, and I almost fell for it. And I'm, I'm not gonna. Yeah, you're not that's gonna get it. me. That's I'm, that's the joke. Not gonna fall for your fucking troll shit. What What's the fist <laughs> version of the of the foot? The hand. Wouldn't that just be the Hamato clan? No, no, no. Because it's the I fist. Kn- I know what you're. I know what you're So what's the toe version of that? The te- oh, the heel. <laughs> but yeah, that's not like. That's all I got That's for not you. Like, you can't you can't really clench a foot the way you can clench. Oh, I mean, challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> unless unless we're monkey people, unless unless we're we're in Gorilla World or Gorilla City. <laughs> God damn it! Love Fucking Gorilla, Gorilla City. City. Ook 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 ook. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, all right get, us, uh, get us out of here. That's a joke for the three way. people that were still listening back when we did Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got uh, I've got Wolverine number twenty three by Benjamin Percy, Adam Hubert, and Frank Martin. Uh, as you know, I will always read anything with Wolverine in it that Adam Hubert draws because it's perfect. The yeah, art in this call. is fantastic. Um, so mm-hmm. we're jumping back into the story where. Uh, it's a it's a Deadpool Wolverine team up, and they're fighting Danger. Oh yeah, who yeah, is like, you know, obviously feels very left out of the whole Krakoa thing. Um, so she's, they're in she's just, been made obsolete. Yeah, more <laughs> or less. But she's all she also feels like this this kind of like motherly urge. She was like, I was like your mother. I I trained also, you to 
Uh, for the listeners that might not be X-Men fanatics, Danger is the uh, sentient uh, humanoid form of the Danger Room. Yeah, it's that- the Danger Room AI in a robot body. Which the Danger yeah. Room and is it- just X-Men's training ground. Exactly. It's like their right. holodeck. Yeah. So so they're like going through like this maze of horrors and simulations that uh, that Danger is putting them through. Um, we also find out that uh, Wade's going through some shit. Like, um, Blind Al is dying, and and like, Aww. so he's he's both trying to get onto Krakoa just so he can be on an X Men team again, X Force specifically, and mm-hmm. you know he needs some of that Krakoan he's, medicine. He needs some of that good shit. Yeah, give me some of that. Uh, Wait, why can't he get the Krakoan medicine from uh, either America or Canada? Because they're they signed the treaty with uh, with Krakoa. Who's gonna right? sell Deadpool that shit? Yeah. Well, because it's free if you live in any of the countries where you can just get it. That's the whole point of the treaty, isn't it? Apparently not. Well, I mean, it. it man, already, the American healthcare system of... still sucks in Krakoa land. <laughs> right. Oh, I mean, there've been a couple of story arcs with X Men, like that whole thing with Beak and his family. Of you know. Yeah. No, that's difficulties fair. Difficulties getting a hold of it and people like pirating it or people selling it. Eh, there's a whole black market and all that shit. Who knows? Who knows why Wade can't get it? But Wolverine's gonna hook him up because he's he's being a bro in this epi- in this issue. Yeah, they they broing out hard this this yeah. arc. So um, nothing trauma bonds like fighting uh, sentient AI that's out to kill you. The and way the they escape system. is pretty amazing. <laughs> um, Danger has this whole monologue about how she knows all of their weaknesses and does like some horrifying like magnetism shit with Wolverine. And then they just both get like blown up into paste. Yeah, like they liquefy. <laughs> and then they heal up together in like this Cronenberg monster <laughs> of like half Wolverine, half Wade. And then there's like guns and swords that got mixed in and shit. So Good like, Lord. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fucking great. Yeah, it was best gross. panel of the week, I think personally. Yeah, that um, is uh, pretty fucking sick and also terrifying. <laughs> But I mean, it, it it ends with uh, Wolverine inviting Wade onto like whatever the next X Force mission is going to be. So like, and he got the medicine. And he got the medicine. Uh, Blind Al is going to be fine. Yeah. Look at that. Oh man. So does that mean that Deadpool's going to be a part of the Judgment Day stuff that's coming up next week? <laughs> it's, no, it says be. he will return in X Force thirty. So where are we at with X Force? pretty close to 30 it, it's so probably maybe. some of the it might be some of the issues that are crossing over with judgment day because i know every single x book even wolverine is crossing over yeah, with judgment it's day. A, yeah at the at the end it says he's he'll be back in x-force 30 all right which is coming out soon it looks like awesome it might be the next issue of x-force so well i think it's maybe. yeah if it's not it's like the one right after it's close <laughs> so sounds like he will be there i don't think he's gonna make it to the gala unfortunately yeah he does, I, think he, I think he missed that does ticket. he yeah he's in the yeah. gala he's like who you? Yeah. He's with. He's stares at Spider Man and, and Brian Prusain and disgust. Yeah, he's not he's a like, Brian Prusain. Yeah. Who are you more mad at, Prusain or Spidey? And he's like, yes, that's funny. <laughs> I like Jonathan Ham. Yep. Oh yeah, <laughs> Woo! yeah. We're not going to talk about Hellfire Gala today, but uh, having John Ham in the Gene, uh, uh, Emma, Scott, Logan. Uh, Polly family. <laughs> That's funny. Is a lot of imp- implications that uh, I love. That's all I'm gonna the, say. The weirdest meta 
Mad Men X Men joke. Possible. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it's the my big like I remember some of the stuff that happened in Hellfire Gala and it was good, but also my big takeaway is like that John Hamm is gonna fuck Jean Grey. That's my big takeaway. Yeah, thousand percent. <laughs> I want John Hamm as cable. That would be so great. Uh, he's not beefy enough. I want John Hamm to but just Disney be John can Hamm make in a Marvel if movie. Disney can make uh, <laughs> Kumel Nanjiani beefy, they can make John Hamm beefy. No, See, that's a mistake. Bulk- do not, do not, do not. <laughs> Hold on. Think about John Hamm's already kind of big and to turn that into bulk is really fucking easy yeah and no and maybe really like easy. Cable honestly big. do mm-hmm. not do this to my john john, Hamm. john my Hamm sweet should be baby john Hamm. oh that would be great he would be a he was supposed sinister. to be in the uh new mutants movie but they cut it he was cast he'd be, as he sinister. was cast be a good sinister. sinister he was and then they, they, they were like setting nah. up sinister well that's yeah. an alternate reality i would like to live in at yeah. least briefly. Um, but also, I just don't want John Hammond Marvel movies because I'm done with Marvel movies. Just put him in like Toast of London and just like and Bridesmaids. I also yeah, exactly. don't want Mad Men in X Men anymore, but you know, I got it. So <laughs> here we are. <laughs> I'm already here. Uh, all right. Well, speaking of at Judgment Day and Hellfire Gala. Yeah. My book is Immortal X-Men number four by Karen Gillan, Michelle Bandini, and David Carrio. Uh, this Immortal X-Men issue is um, essentially uh, setting up Sinister and his role in the Judgment Day. Um, mm-hmm. X-Men, the main X-Men book, had a mission uh, where they fought Orcus, and there was this mysterious figure who Cyclops learns is actually a sinister but he's got uh he doesn't have a diamond on his head he has a clubs which is hilarious, hilarious because it's not like that's not supposed to be a suit of cards but of course it is yeah. now he claims to be the og as well right uh, mm-hmm. also implies a heart and mm-hmm. a uh what's the other spade. one Cl- spade yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so anyway that's... all right <laughs> as we know from immortal x-men already Sinister has Moira's powers of resetting the universe because he's got Moira clones. So Moira, so like a Sinister, There's so much going with on. Moira clones <laughs> on the bad guys team is probably not a good idea. Probably yeah, like bad. at some point, it, I like now whenever Sinister gets in hot water, he's like, "All right, I guess I gotta go kill another Moira, and I'll just start over." Yeah. <laughs> so, so this issue he's, is essentially he's just rage quitting uh, on reality yeah, he, every oh, couple yeah, yeah. days. Actually, I think there was a part in like um, I think there was a part in Immortal X Men three where Destiny had like a vision of a future that didn't happen because Sinister reset it or yeah. something. There's something yeah. going on. I think that's she's she kind figured of like out. that's how she figured out he had a Moira because he's like she's like all of yeah. these timelines mm-hmm. just abruptly stop and also Sinister is at the center of them. So what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. yeah she knows something's up with him for sure. Yeah. So she figured it out. She knows what it is. Yeah. So this issue is Emma uh kind of relaying Cyclops's mission log to the Quiet Council and then them all learning about the Orcus Sinister. <laughs> I like how she's just like, okay, the fuck you guys gonna do about this? <laughs> they they all try to fight him, and he and then he goes to his like secret headquarters and injects himself with a bunch of like mutant genes powers and shit, and comes yeah. back. He's like, all right, I'm sorry, I overreacted, <laughs> which is hilarious. And then uh, he um 
he gets zapped at the end. He yeah, gets, he gets bamped right gets out of there. He gets bamped out of there. <laughs> and um, is this, so does this lead into Judgment Day where it he's, does. With the, uh, he's with the Eternals now? Yeah, so yes, we see him is- again in Eve of Judgment. Yeah. 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 No, the, the order to read it in is Immortal X-Men, yeah. Eve of Judgment. Good. And then Hellfire Gala. Good luck on that, you, Casey, by the yeah, way. Good luck. You see, you <laughs> yes. see the progression of, of like, oh, Sinister gets bamfed out. Then he immediately, you see him being you held captive yeah. by the Eternals. And then Hellfire Gala kind of puts all those pieces together. Which, yeah, because this, all, all of Emma's stuff is like the lead into the Hellfire. Like, it's her, like it, she's like prepping for all that shit that's going on, yeah. specifically with the big news breaking about them being immortal. So, like, in between all of the crazy sinister shit. <laughs> yeah. This is a um, lot of issue. I'm realizing that now. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> one of the, the reason why this was my pick this week was because the end caps of this episode or this issue are all narration by Emma. And Gillen's Emma is maybe my favorite ever. And his X-Men run, which I'm dying to talk about here on here is like, if his run came out just as I was becoming a really big fan of her and his voice for her is incredible. It, he's yeah, one yeah. of the few writers that really understands the character in all her different layers and all her complexity. He like completely gets her. Um, so the, the end caps of this issue are like some of my favorite Emma bits that we've had in a while. Um, they're like her sleeping in diamond form because, um, it keeps her from aging and she's just kind of like, we've touched on it before a little bit in the Krakoan era, but not a ton of like how, how all of this stuff is mentally affecting her, like being betrayed by Xavier and Moira and Charles and, um, you know, not being with like Scott all the time and not being on the X-Men and like like you know she kind of feels isolated from everyone and she's just trying to protect Krakoa the best she can because even though it you know she doesn't trust Charles and the people in charge she uh believes in the the idea of like Krakoa and growing it's because it's a place where she can raise the kids which is what she really cares about I also this issue and Hellfire Gala tackle a lot of that like it does yeah we're finally getting the isolation in here and then like the hellfire gareth is like yeah what the fuck's going on here like we need to fix this shit is broken and like i'm not okay with what's happening (laughs) yeah so Um, i really like that they talk about like she talks about specifically in her like narration that um she's like i I, there's a couple reasons i sleep in diamond form one the most obvious is that like uh telepaths are most vulnerable when they're dreaming like, you know, so, so like sleeping in diamond form keeps telepaths from getting in. Um, and she's like, yeah, but I'd like to admit that I'd like to think that that's the only reason. Um, but really it's vanity. It's, it's both, you know? And it's like, she that's- feels like, well, I mean, yeah, we, we've, there's been, um, writers who have kind of used the diamond form as a, uh, kind of like a safety blanket for her. Like she yeah. retreats to it almost. Um, so and, and she even says like Scott used to say that sleeping next to her in Diamond Four, she was too cold. And it's like ah, that is really good because yeah. like yes, of course she would physically be cold, but also yeah, 
Well, yeah, she's, and then, she's closing herself off from everyone. And, and Gillen's like, it's uh, has her say, it's like, it's difficult knowing exactly how magnificent you are while also knowing you're nothing. Telepathy allows two things, control and empathy. You can make people puppets. You can see people as they really are in my darkest hours. I wonder if that's why I'm not quite up there with Jean. I could only ever commit to the former. Uh, I have to be untouchably perfect, which means that I would never be. To achieve perfection, one must be touched and touched profoundly. And I'm aware that when I'm touched, I am hurt. And Damn, same like, girl. Yeah, yeah, she's going through it. <laughs> Trauma. Uh, honestly, I'm, I mean, like, I'm just happy that Gillen is on this book and is tackling this team that has her on it because I, there's few other people that I trust with Emma as much as him. And I'm glad that he's in charge of the event, too. So we'll see where she's headed after this. Hell yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. You guys ready? Are you guys I'm fucking ready? How, ready? Oh, God. How are we going to... Okay. okay. So Thor, God of Thunder, number one through 11. Uh, the first thing I want to break it down into, there's three different timelines that they introduced in the very first issue, right? Um, the first timeline is uh, 893 AD, and this timeline includes uh, like Viking Thor, and it is like the arrogant, drunken warrior prince who's not not worthy of Mjolnir yet. Like this is him, um, aka the Thor who fucks. This is yes. the Thor who fucks. For sure the Thor who fucks. Um, but yeah, this is Thor this the is the God Thor who fucks. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Thor that uh Odin sends to Earth to become worthy. So he's you know He's like, a Viking. He's, he's a Viking. He's a fucking Viking. That, he's yeah, and he, in and all he's, his revelry. And he's broing down with the Vikings and going Hard. on their raids and like Hard. Yeah, fucking their wenches <laughs> and drinking their mead and like partying. He's just being a fucking he's in his college phase of partying. Yeah. Part, right? Yeah. He is the Thor um, who fucks. Yeah. So, uh, timeline yeah, number two. Just hooking up with a whole village. Just yeah, yeah literally much. fucking all of them. <laughs> Consensually. Like, yeah, yeah. definitely yes. consensual. Yeah. Because he uh, like people snack. just line up. Like, yeah. all right, Thor's Wouldn't here. Wouldn't you? I the- would. Come on. <laughs> um, so, anyway, timeline number two is the present day Thor. This is. The, uh, the Thor who smolders. Yes. This the is Thor who Thor. avenges. Yeah, they call him Avenging Thor, the uh, Thor the Avenger. Um, this it's is current Thor. Yes, this yeah, is this current, is Thor current as Thor. we know him in the comics, which is far less fun loving and and giggly than the movies. Like this is the the the, the stoic... burden of his station is on yes. him. He's yeah, yeah, this is the stoic. Um, he he has like the guilt and the like the burden of of being this this god. Um, but not yet ready to be king, right? He also has um, like some Steven Spielberg daddy issues happening. Well, yeah, like, more. That's his classic. That is Thor. Odin. Yeah, yeah. come yeah. on, right? Um, and then timeline number three is King Thor, where we see Thor at the Odin end of Thor. existence. Yeah, where we see <laughs> Thor at the end of existence turning straight up into his dad, and yep. it basically like the galaxy has had an apocalypse, and he is like the last Asgardian holding down the fort. Yeah. Basically, failure of a Thor. I remember reading this in the stinger of issue one of seeing old Thor with a fucking destroyer arm on a Dude. throne. And it's just like, yeah. oh shit. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so much bad shit has there, happened there's, to this dude. So, and he <laughs> did lose an eye, too. Like, it's just like a prerequisite yeah. of being the Allfather. You have to lose that <laughs> eye to the fucking tree. 
It would be funny to cast old Thor as Anthony Hopkins. It would that would be. be amazing. So this, well, especially actually... because there are multiple bits where, so like, spoiler, later on, all of these Thors converge. And each time the two younger Thors see King Thor, they're like, Dad? And he's like, fuck yeah. you. Because it looks just Come like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's just like, you guys are fucking idiots. Uh... <laughs> I love it. So yeah. this book came out in 2013 and was part of Marvel Now. Um, I don't. I don't know if I have my time correct, but correct. But the Straczynski run of Thor had winded down at this point, and it was like yes. kid, kid Loki, and Sif and Journey into Mystery. Right? Yes. I don't know um, where Thor, because Avengers vs X Men was kind of the the culmination of the uh, last phase before all. Well, uh, he came. Thor. He came back during um, Secret Invasion. He had been dead for years because, like, it was like right. three years of and like, post Ragnarok off, being dead. That kicked off. That kicked off Straczynski. Mm-hmm. And then there was the Matt Fraction stuff. Oh, and then I'm right, not right. really sure. Uh, fear itself. If it, yeah, yeah. Fear. Oh, yeah. That's why I don't remember it. Uh. So, so <laughs> Thor goes through these periods where you get a giant creator on him. The run is amazing, and then it kind of fizzles mm-hmm. down. Um, <laughs> right and but yeah, this so true. this was this book was like you know uh, a fresh start like and immediately makes a statement um, oh fuck yeah, yeah. I, if there is a statement to be made like this first issue can you, I couldn't imagine so, being like yo let me pick up Thor and I get this I'd be like oh, fuck right. yes uh, well, <laughs> see, when I read this I hadn't really read much Thor but also so you know, I, I go through different periods of being really into comics and then, you know, slowing down because I'm reading, a, like, a bunch of stuff. and Everything. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, it, it kind of, like, ebbs and flows. But yeah, I rem- that was the last month. I me. remember uh, Marvel now very vividly because it was one of the moments where I was most in the comics. I had just discovered, like, uh, uh, X-Men, uh, even more so in, like, falling in love with Emma and... Uh, Avengers vs. X-Men had happened, and I was reading, like, everything, and then Marvel Now hits, and it, yeah. this book was, this book, like, didn't even have any, uh, like, huge hype marketing behind it. It was just popular from the get-go, from issue one. People were, like, it was all so over. Fucking good. Because it, it, yeah, it was complete, it felt so new and different and fresh for the character. Yeah, you had never seen anything like Esad Ribic, and you'd never right. seen storytelling Dude, that, like this for Thor. Like we're going to talk it, about it a lot, but I think we all we may have said it. Esad Ribic is the Thor artist, in my just opinion, one thousand percent. Yeah, it's yeah. fuck like there's great Thor runs by other people and artists, but like I felt that art makes I, this feel so fucking. I epic. sometimes have. An, <laughs> I sometimes not not every artist. But sometimes when an artist is very painterly, sometimes yeah. the f- motion is off. But the motion yeah. of Ribic is it's incredible. Perfect. He can It's do... the opposite of um, uh, uh, Alex Ross. Alex Ross. Yeah, like Alex com- Ross yeah, is, yeah. is incredible. Yeah, incredible. It's, it's at uh, static images, like, <laughs> right. like, like stills and covers. And Isad Ribic captures movement so fucking perfectly it's the, like, the fight scenes like so you can kinetic. feel the hammer they, like they it's are so, incredible yeah. mm-hmm. they are incredible which also shout out to the fucking colorist too because there's so much yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, of that that plays into these I, fight scenes i just um, wanted to like set up before like uh the like preamble about like because 
I remember vividly reading this in floppies and just oh, yeah. how game-changing it was for like me not knowing Thor that well and in addition to also just like being really in the comics at the time and like this was like clearly yeah. something different than even like I I like a large majority of the Marvel Nell stuff but this is such a different league than this was my introduction to Thor. Yeah. So in comics. Con- conversely, um, my introduction to Thor and where I really got into him was the Straczynski run. And mm. I fucking love that run to this day. It's fucking incredible. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's a reason we're talking about this and not that. Um, because, like, after being a Thor fan... Because that movie just came out? <laughs> well, <laughs> no. that too. But, like, That's you like, have no. this huge arc to start. Sorry. And, like... <laughs> This huge giant arc we're about to talk about that's kind of an iconic Thor arc is the beginning of this incredible run. Yeah. Like, it's it's wild to me. Like, for me, this book, because, like, the Straczynski run is great, but it is very grounded. It's most of it takes place on Midgard. Most of it takes place, like, he's trying to rebuild. There is no Asgard. Thor. Yeah. And, like, yeah. yeah, and, And, like, there's a lot of, like, Loki is the villain, you know, mostly like like just fucking with everything. This elevates Thor to Norse mythology Thor. Like this is yeah, God for Thor. sure. And I- and the other ones are like comic book Thor, which is great, which we will be talking about next week. But like, yeah, this this is this, this this sparked my my interest in Norse mythology. Honestly, we can talk about it more too. But you're right in that I've never seen deities portrayed the way that they have been in here uh like him answering prayers and yeah. like <sighs> like they're so fucking good yeah. they're capital g gods like yeah a hundred percent and um so i guess we can jump right into some of the stuff and then kind of work our way back um gore the god butcher is uh we we see him we we learn little about him in the beginning, but just that he's fucking terrifying. I, I love that we, the, they drop like, oh, gods are being murdered. Like he shows up on this yeah. planet that someone had prayed to him, this little girl, right? And it's like, where did all the gods go? And he like, yeah, so he just goes looking for. Yeah, them. and he like goes into this room, and they're all just and, massacred. And specifically, and he goes looking. Yeah, he goes yeah. looking for them specifically because he says, like, I've never heard of a mm-hmm. world without gods. In this mm-hmm. in in the Marvel universe, every single planet, every single civilization has their own gods. They are tangible, they are real, and they intervene in people's lives. Um so that's that's set up immediately from the jump in the first issue. Yeah. Um, but and how, is Jesus, how is Jesus not a Marvel character? <laughs> Dude, uh, be all, because they would they would they get, would get a strung lot up of shit. for it. Yeah. Wait, didn't didn't we didn't we cover there was an X-Men issue yeah, recently? Where like they they kind of drop drop a joke that like yeah remember that Nazarene mm-hmm. mutant we had to yeah, deal yeah. with yeah that was a more X Men one I think yeah that's funny <laughs> um so we meet yeah, Gore so, pretty early on yeah we meet him pretty quickly but we don't really know who he is we just know he's butchering God um so we come to find out like just jumping back into his his backstory real fast um he was on this planet <laughs> he was on this fucking planet where like uh everyone is like super devout like dedicated to their gods like his his wife is like his his is his mother or his father but like they're like 
um, don't worry. It's like his mother. The, his mother. Like, oh, don't worry. The gods will shine upon us. And yeah, then they're very she blind, gets mauled like, by tigers. <laughs> right. They're very blindly devoted. Yes. So she, yeah, she mm. she dies being mauled by tigers, and uh, after saying like we have we must have faith in the gods that they will bless us, and then his wife, who's pregnant with child, and they have a couple other kids, she basically says the same thing, and then immediately falls off a cliff to her death. Um, his son dies in his arms, being like starved to death and like uh, sun sickness and like all these other horrible fucking diseases, and then he's shunned from the from the community because he says fuck the gods the gods aren't real you guys are stupid like obviously look at all this terrible shit we've endured like, like on this planet it's like perpetual daylight until winter hits so they've been praying for winter so they can have like nighttime so they can have like rest and like the planet will come back to life because it's all just like scorched earth shit so he's just like yeah the winter's never coming the gods don't care there are no gods like fuck you so they like kick him out of the village for blaspheming and then as he's dying alone in the desert, the gods literally fall from the sky. And I, they, they don't talk about it at all. We don't really get any information about who his gods were. But I think it's really important to see that they were in their own personal squabble. They were fighting. Like, like, yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah, yeah there's two like, gods that were fighting. They're like yeah. swords. Yeah, like they're a, like stuck in each other. Yeah, and there was clearly, like, the good guy who's all gold and the bad guy who's all black. And it's like, oh, instead of actually helping mm, their mm-hmm. people... They were caught up in some like petty bullshit, like their own personal battles. A real um, serious so, game of trivial pursuit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or they were playing at uh, risk and it just got really out of hand. That's how all my games <laughs> of trivial pursuit end. And uh, yeah, I definitely just stab everyone in someone's abdomen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then he picks up, you know, his god asks him for help and he's like, oh, fucking really? And then picks up whatever the weapon that the black god had and kills his first god with it. We come to find out later what that weapon is, but he doesn't even know. Um, so his yeah, then whole he just motivation out of there. Goo. His whole yeah, his whole motivation is like the world, like humankind would be better off without God. It's a um, deity gag. It's a. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's a. It's a. It's a venom. Kind of. Kind of. It's the yeah. primordial venom. I was really, yeah. like, there was a point where I was waiting for it to turn out to be Null. Well, yeah. like uh, that. Spoiler, Null uses the same sword. That's the whole point. Oh, well, hey. Yeah. 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 Uh, it, that's how he created the symbiotes. Was, yep. yep. Was this yeah. thing, yeah. Yep. So well, I'm this. dumb. So this is no, you're just Donny Cage. This- yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you just came to the same conclusion that Donny so, Cates came to and turned it into symbiotes. Gore, like, gore is how you do a new villain, how you add a villain to a current existing, like, sandbox. Because yeah. he is just is so cool, and there was no, like, marketing of, like, Thor's next Joker. Like, I hate that. I hate when they do that shit. Like, yeah. Especially because, like, the next <laughs> issue, we basically have the Thor who fucks going on this Viking raid, realizing that the other side, ne- they weren't going to fight till their gods show up, and they never did, so he's like, alright, let me go check this shit out. Yeah. And then just fights Gore, we see him killing people, and he's fighting him on fucking Pegasus and shit. I just, it's yeah. fucking I just awesome. think about, like, <laughs> Chernabog the Black has been decapitated. Right. Like, shit is popping off They, they, set, they do a awesome. great job of setting Gore up of, like, how badass he is, like, right away. But Yeah, yeah. like, he, this is a powerful motherfucker. I just think about, motherfucker. like, um, like, 
the character from X of Swords where they're like, this is Wolverine's new saber tooth. And it's like yeah. all yeah. this like artificial hype marketing. Yeah. Uh, and just make him come in and beat the shit out right. of him. Like that's all you gotta do. And and Gore is like instantly like one of the best new characters of the 2010s. Yeah. I also uh, I also feel like we were talking about this in the group chat and like debatable on y'all's y'all are not completely sold on the motivation. But here's my fucking thing. He's not wrong. <laughs> and that's that's <laughs> I, I kept like like kind of yeah empathizing with him a, a, yeah because a like uh i, I think mean, we wanted to see more well and also yeah. like, more fledged out i think is what really the only thing that we had uh, i mean really, i don't really even think about. that's the case because like honestly there's a case to be made that all human suffering in our lifetime can be drawn back to religion you know like that's the most the number one reason that people have died but- and and been and murdered in the history of human All right, we're gonna existence. we're gonna get off the rails real quick here. I'll just, I'll just say the, the difference between us here on Earth Prime and whatever world and universe that they live in is gods don't exist where we live. Yeah, and that's the thing. Is like uh, that's Casey the thing. Is like, trying to summon Thor multiple times. We know. I whoo, so many times. So <laughs> trust trust me. me. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing. In our world, as it exists right now. It is the number one reason for like murder and genocide yeah. and like suffering has been religion and it doesn't exist. Imagine what it would be like if we knew that. Well, they maybe did. we had a gore and he put and he took care of that shit. Oh, yeah. And it you don't super know. Worked. Um, but but that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, the- gore murdered Jesus. And that's why we are where we are. Yeah. <laughs> he set off the God bomb. But <laughs> we'll get to that. So. <laughs> but the thing the thing in this reality is that like gods are tangible and they have actively like let his people like die and suffer and just like so so he has the personal motivation that is like very justified that they're like, fallible i mean that's yeah. that's the main because that's the they're whole nature of and tangible and, they're fallible yeah and that's the whole nature of thor is this emotional journey of like becoming worthy and then staying worthy and then like trying to do better than his father did, but ultimately turning into his father because we're all just fallible. And this whole run culminating way later is Thor having that seed of doubt, like, like the present day Thor, the, the one who like carries the burden. Like he has the seed planted in this run that like maybe Gore is right. And that comes back like fifty issues later, when like it's a, it's Nick a Fury, big fucking deal. Nick Fury whispers in his ear like years later and says Gore was right, and then he loses the ability to use the hammer, and he becomes the unworthy Thor for a long period of time. So like, man, that gives Nick even, Fury some tremendous power. Wow. <laughs> well, he was he the was watcher. Like- yeah. He was the watcher at the time. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, You're welcome. Was, you no longer Sin. have to read Original Sin. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. And I won't. Nick Fury Thank doesn't yep. need to be the watcher to have that much power. He's Nick Fury. That's okay. true, yeah. but that's... He, he had... He, he had like it a minute, because he was. He was yeah. Um, but yeah, so anyway, I digress. Let's get back to the story. Um, so yeah, we... Uh, Let's not, yeah, I don't want to... Di- we shouldn't dig too, too much into it. Cause, we like, should get no. Gore was right shirts uh, for our, our tea public. Honestly, honestly, just wear yeah. them to church. No one will know what you're talking about. 
It's like, like wearing a fuck America shirt to Fourth of July celebration, <laughs> but, but no it's one like knows what America nerd is. coded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <right. laughs> um, but yeah, so so basically, in the, like in the these, I'm not gonna dig into the whole thing, but the, so the first the, arc, we we're getting yeah. the background. We get young Thor fighting Gore. Yeah. For the first time, and then being tortured. Yeah, like funsies. losing, like like real <laughs> by yeah, Gore. Like about to get, like at one point, like he's about to give up because Gore has tortured the. Fuck and then the out fucking, like, and then the, his Viking well, bros come and the save thing. him. Also, Love th- there's a really good line where Gore's yeah. like, "I once tortured a god of torture. Like it only took mm, me like yep. one for evening like seven, with for, me. Yeah, it's a real yeah, hat one on evening a hat, with me. He, he uh he gave up his uh his children immediately after like an, one evening with me. Well, um, there's this, there's also a point where he's like he's like um hey do you have like maybe I don't know a family member that you don't get along with yeah, I could start maybe a with them sibling maybe. that you <laughs> yeah. hate and like maybe you some see Thor- green clad guy with big yellow horns yeah some maybe kind of god of trickery that probably deserves an ass whooping or two uh, but yeah, yeah no like you you see Thor hesitate and that's right when the Vikings roll in and save yeah, his ass Vikings roll up save up and Thor gets reunited and like he fucking axes gore to the face well no he axes him to the arm he chops his arm off so we think like he may he thinks he may have killed him well he chops his arm off and then and then tries to hit him in the face and he just fucking disappears so everyone's like yay we got him we killed him let's go celebrate and then thor in that time in the the, like number one i'm I'm gonna so it's number one is the old the the old school 19 or um 893 ad number one we got young thor Yes. So young <laughs> Thor being a bit of a coward and very arrogant chooses to ignore all the signs that Gore is not dead. Like he, he even gets like a premonition. Like he has a nightmare about him and he wakes up and like in a sweat and is just like, he's not dead. Oh fuck. And then like his like war maiden wakes up and she's just like, come back to bed and fuck me. Like, what are you doing? And he's like, okay. And then like does. And it's like, he's not, he's not going out of his way to be the hero. And he just, he pretends he, he just pushes it out of his mind and continues drinking and fucking him and, and, and like warring. So, so it then definitely, we see, ra- well, it definitely rains fair, when yeah. he has good sex, right? Like, like he, like he, oh, he, sure. he, like he splits him from like throat to anus. Like he fucking gets a hold of him well, yeah. with that axe. But like, also, so he thinks he killed him. But, With but, good reason. But then he has those <laughs> nightmares and, and like, uh, pushes it away from, like, he just, no, like... No, completely. But, like, yeah. yeah, that's fine. But then in the, in uh, Avenging Thor, uh, we get... So he, we, two, do it's we get... 2000, it's 2,000 years later. He's investigating. Well, it's 2,000 years later, and he's, he finds the trail of corpses that have been left for the last 2,000 years, because, number one, god bodies don't decay the way that human body yeah do. he effectively sees this world without gods and he's like hmm i wonder if there's other ones and he just yeah, goes he goes, and he goes the, starts doing he goes some re- to, goes to the library goes to omnipotent city he goes to omnipotent yeah. city and goes to the um the hall of all-knowing and he, he meets a real surly love, librarian love this uh, librarian yeah it's great uh, yeah he's real pissy he's just like oh did you come to beat me up again like you did when you were like eight years old or whatever uh yeah. you little piece of shit <laughs> um but like yeah, he's like, uh, there's no, there's no halls of hammers here. There's only books. You're not gonna find anything you like. And he's like, all right, he's, dude, he's like the uh, old man in the beginning of Neverending Story. Yeah. Oh yeah, 
but, but he does so a really he, smart thing. He basically looks at all the gods that they haven't heard from in well, years. The librarian takes him to the halls time. of the lost, and it's this massive wing of the library, and Thor's just like, no one thought it was weird that all of these gods are missing, and then like the librarian's like, ah, gods come and go, you know, whatever. And then he, he finds each one, and he goes down this timeline of 2,000 years of like, oh, these fairies are crucified to their own tree that they were protecting, like these, the, these like Water nymphs were drowned. Like, there's like all these different fucking gods that he's just uh, yeah, right up get, until the modern day. Then we get one of the most iconic splash pages that's definitely been stolen for the movie for Falagar the Behemoth, the giant oh, yes, spiny demon movie. guy. It's so yeah. fucking awesome, though. It's like, this page. Rad. They um, just talk about him like he's just like, um, like he's like, yeah, I knew him. We would hang out. He used to wrestle black holes for fun. <laughs> like, yeah, he's so just, just describing how powerful yeah so he's just and then like all of these and every time he's going to all of these these black goo monsters black come out they, they come dogs. out and attack they're, him they're basically guard dogs yeah and and like they're not part they're not gore but they're part of him they're part of him yes. yeah so he leaves a piece behind as a guard so, dog can we just like can we, can we just real fast so can we just talk about Jason or Jason Aaron just like made symbiotes? <laughs> it's uh, fucking great. I, I mean, on accident. He wasn't trying to. I but know, just on accident. Donnie Cates accidentally made Gore the father of all symbiotes. Um, um but so as we're and then as we're interspersing, we as we're going through all of this, this is over like these four or five issues we see all this. Um in his uh, King Thor, all of his scenes, he's fighting these monsters. And and they have just and overrun he's trapped in Asgard. Asgard. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. They, he they have overrun Asgard. He is trapped specifically in the throne room, and yeah. he just spends every day fighting them off until he falls to exhaustion and then does it all over. So again. so each um, issue kind of balances these three stories and tells a yeah, little we get bit piece more and by more piece. progression. So it's yeah. not yep. great, not conducive to this podcast, but it's great no. yeah. when you actually read it. And you yeah, get if, all we the went, different. if we went issue by issue and told you each part, this would take six hours. Like, also, but, yeah. you can just read it. You don't need us to do that. You can that. just read it. You don't need us yeah, to do Yeah, so that. like, I like how, and like, all of this is basically building to the second half of the this, which is basically like... Well, before you so we get, get to all, that... Yeah, I don't want to get too far. We Because we, we kind of catch up to where Gore is, where Thor goes and investigates the cave again. Yes. Yeah, so, and that so kind of gets the, us to the next the part. The cave was the part where, like, Gore was waiting for him, and Thor, like, the arrogant asshole that he was, young Thor, ran in with no backup and was like, I'm gonna whoop your ass, and then Gore tortured him until the Vikings Got tortured, save him. yeah. Um, so, that was when Gore realized he couldn't do it alone. So, when Thor, um, the Avenger Thor, goes back to this yeah. cave, he finds another creature that resembles gore very closely because he's one of the gods of thor's world it is shadrach, uh, Sh- shadrach uh, of i forget the name of the planet um but he says that god he of ballerinas is... and baubles nope so when he first introduces himself shadrach says he is the god of wine and waterfalls uh for the diamond moons of og ogaho i think is how that's pronounced i don't know um but yeah so he appears to be of the same race as as Gore. Um, yeah, that's when they're in the library. He introduces that, right? He talks about that. No, that's, this is when uh, Thor meets him in the cape. Because he's, he's there and Thor's about to be like, where the fuck oh, is yeah, he? And he's, yeah. like, he's like, this is your fault. This is all because of what happened with you in that fucking cave. And, and so Shadrach was 
he Shit. he was the last of this pantheon of gods. Um, Gore wanted him to watch all of his friends die, so he removed his eyelids so he could not yeah. look away. Oh, he right. and, he, and he has four eyes. Yeah. Yes. That was a yeah. lot and, of uh, eyelids. He has completely lost his fucking mind because he has seen and horrors beyond like all knowing and he lost his eyelids. Um, <laughs> I can't imagine. So, so yeah. And, and like basically Gore spared him for a very specific reason. So once we get to the library later on, it is revealed um, that Shadrach is completely fucking insane. Um, but he, he says basically the librarian pulls it out of him and he keeps, he, so <laughs> this is, this is all the different thing that Shadrach goes through. He says, uh, I'm the god of wine and waterfalls. He also says he is the god of songs and somersaults. Uh, he is the <laughs> god of baubles and ballerinas. He is the god of kittens and coconuts. It's the, he god, is the god of, of uh, god of alliteration. This guy. Nope, because then he's the god of pancakes and tambourines. <laughs> so he's just getting more and more deranged each time yeah. the librarian is like, "No, who the fuck are you really?" Oh, I'm Shadrach. God of bombs. Yeah, so... So he's the bo- between, God of bombs and fireballs. <laughs> so while this, while this is going, we have fair, basically fig- seen Gore go to the Cronux, which is just these time gods, and effectively he kills enough people to go back in time to kill an elder god and take its heart. Yep. <laughs> which he uses uh. as the heart of his bomb. It's a heart of the... And then that goes to the next... Uh, Real big part of the arc really is yeah. now. The, now he needs god blood, all of it. I all of well, the god can blood. You, I can't like. I just rem- is like reading. Uh, gore like gore. You see the scene of gore torturing a random god, and then you're like, "Who are and you?" It's fucking Volstag. It's fucking Volstag. And you're like, "Wait, what?" It's and he's skinny, and he's been yeah, being tortured just, for nine hundred years. So you're like, "What the fuck?" Yep. Bullstag um, being yeah, one of like, Thor's best friends who is never skinny. Um, yeah, because like Thor kind of tries to ch- goes to the Chronux as well and kind of ch- tries to chase down Gore and ends up that's where he ends up he ends up in this timeline with King Thor. And yeah, so, at, so now we have... Yeah. It sounds like you're saying uh, Cronut and I was uh, like, ooh, I want a Cronut. Yeah. Ooh, Cron- I love Cronut. So we have, we, have, <laughs> we have current Thor and King Thor are now... <laughs> In the timeline, in the with end Gore, of the existence, in basically. the end of the world, and King Thor kind of fills us in. Well, yeah, there's that. Then, yeah. He puts him in like a a god blood filled hot tub time machine, right? Well, he fall. That's where Gore is. Gore and Thor kind of follows him, and he ends up in the same time. It's but exactly at the same point, Gore exactly Gore goes back in time is. and actually takes. He steals young Thor and brings him to the future as well. So that's how okay. young Thor gets All right. there. Hold and on. Craig Robinson is there, and it's just... <laughs> We're never going to get through this. Okay, so... It's not that hard. Yeah. We just got through it. No, everything Sean said is correct, but it, it, it was just a... All right, so... It all happens current, in one issue. <laughs> in the current timeline, Gore goes to the hidden world of Cronux, which is the, the planet of the time gods, and with just a yeah. drop of the time gods' blood they are able to traverse time. So that is like the whole crux of this planet, which is hidden, and the only place to find it was the library, which is why they burned it down. Um, but he managed to get the, the location right at the last minute. So, current timeline, 
that's when Gore goes back in time, gets the Elder God's heart, and then we see him jump back into the pool. And he jumps back into the pool of God blood right as Thor goes in after him. So Correct. I'm sorry. Thor goes in after Gore. Um, so the next issue we see current Thor, like Avenger Thor, talking to King Thor. And King Thor is like, okay, well, you're right on one thing. Um, I do know where Gore is. You landed right where he did. Problem is, you landed right where he did 900 years later. So that like split second of difference between Gore entering the pool <laughs> yeah. and Thor entering Correct. the pool was, was the difference of 900 years in time travel. He did a lot so in 900 years. So we find out. Yeah, so we find out in that 900 years, Gore has been building something. He has his own planet, and instead of killing gods, he is imprisoning them on this planet. He is turning gods into slaves and having them mine to build something that we don't know what it is yet. Turns out it's the god bomb. It's a Death and, Star. It's well, like the god uh, bomb. Like Goku's spirit bomb. It kind of bad. is. But it's. But, but through but time also, and space. Yeah. yeah, through time and space. Yep. So, so because <laughs> it is made from. So we have the god of bombs who gave him the instructions on how to make this. And we also have uh, the Chronux, the, the, t- the time gods who gave him instructions. He's figured out how to make a bomb that goes through all of time. He's given schematics. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, go, he figured out how to make the bomb that goes through all of time and space, kills every god that ever was or ever will be. So it's not like, oh no, he's going to kill every god right now. He's going to wipe the existence of gods off of existence. Like, he's just going to make them cease to ever have been. Uh, which is fucking wild. Um, so yeah, the stakes and are pretty fucking needs, high. And he needs the blood of the god of gods to ignite it, so he goes and gets his favorite and that that uh, war maiden that tells Thor to come back and fuck, yeah, that's he gets stolen from that time period and brought to the future. Yep. So, so and is young enslaved, Thor and is enslaved by Gore. Exactly. So young Thor uh, is now a slave on this mining planet, which is so really funny, a, yeah. um, because in that reality, um, he's you know he's being young, arrogant Thor, and just like you know. Like fighting before he even thinks it through. Like he 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 goes Leroy Jenkins into everything. Like always, right? So he's like, "Let's fuck this up. Let's do a slave rebellion. Let's fucking go. What the fuck are you guys doing? Fuck you!" Yeah, John and Carter's these three Mar- women Mars just immediately, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So these three women come up to him and they're like, "Yo, will you cool the fuck out? Because this guess so what? Good. Every time, every time you fuck around, they crucify another god up there." And those are my friends that are being fucking crucified. So shut the fuck up and do your job because your job is being a slave now. Come to find out that those three women that put him in his fucking place and also were kind of hitting on him are his granddaughters. Oh, uh, they were definitely hitting on him. Oh my god, I've been them. having impure thoughts about my granddad. <laughs> yeah, which leads to a great line his, later. Uh, quote unquote stones out. So. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they're well, his yeah, granddaughters. Yeah, one of them is talking is about great. making him a eunuch and the other one's like, hmm, let's yeah, see. Yeah, like, check out his stones. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but basically now we have all three Thors in the same timeline. The yep. other two are taking the boat to get their 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 space, their boat, space boat to get yep. there to get to the planet as fast as possible while Thor is a young Thor is slaving away. The treasure and getting hit on their way to Yeah. <laughs> and we, we and get getting a- hit on by his granddaughters. Um we also get a lot of really good exposition between um present day Thor and King Thor because it's a lot of like 
so how did you turn out to be just exactly like her dad? And he's like, how about yeah. you stop being a smartass? And also, mm. we were talking about it off mic. There's a really interesting thing in here <laughs> where um, King Thor is talking to young Thor and he's like, He's like, oh, which which one are you? Are you an Avenger or like a Guardian he's of the Galaxy? He's trying to figure out where he's, he's like, trying to figure out like, where in his life he is. He's like, yeah. have you moved to the sun and become a cosmic god cop yet? And Thor's, uh, uh, you know, present Thor is like, what? And he's like, never mind, forget I said anything. Which is the end of Jason Aaron's run, which he did for like how many years was That's he the writer so on Thor? It's uh, so many issues, like, like five like or six s- issues. Five, no, five, like, five or six years at least. Yeah, like six longer. or seven years of I Thor. Mean, yeah, and he had the very ending It's a lot plan of Thor. In like issue five or six in this. Um, it's great. <laughs> I so love it. Um, funny. Yeah. Uh, and, and, but there's a lot of that. There's a lot of like, oh, you're going to learn to be more patient. You pretty you're much gonna, like learn. You're gonna, like He sets up like most of his oh, run. Oh yeah, he has a lot In just these brief there. conversations. The yeah, goddesses, and, like the goddesses of thunder are a big oh, part. Yeah. And, and he even says like, you know, you're going to make mistakes, uh, but like you're going to be better for it. And like, that's all we can ever do is like try to just do better than we were before. And like, you really get this, this progression. You see, I mean, it takes eons, but you see how Thor grows in a, in a yeah. linear way. You know, you see the air. And then in one, the same, the I love, one. we see that. Uh, and at the exact same time that they're kind of talking through that we get this conversation about them trying to lead this rebellion. They have this thing that they're going to try to blow up the bomb. We find out that it's the granddaughters and stuff that like he announces himself. Like I'm Thor. And the they're th- like, the- Oh God. Oh, they're like, Oh God. <laughs> like as RJ said, I'm mm. having impure thoughts about my grandfather. That line made <laughs> but he's like, laugh out loud. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I'll, you know, I'll lead the rebellion. He's kind of finally stepping up. And then like, they have this unstable thing that they've been collecting to try to blow he, it up. No, and you- as Casey kind of said, he straight up Leroy yeah, Jenkins. He wasn't. <laughs> he didn't elect anything. They turn around and it's he's, gone. And he's and he's just like, fucking yeah. gone. And he's just trying to. And they're like, like, God go- damn it! All right, I guess yeah. we're going. Let's fucking go. <laughs> like um, playing fucking rugby, trying to get there. And like, he, yeah. And they, I like how they talk about how like, oh, he's like, yeah, I'll just some thum- uh, summon a thunderstorm. We'll, it'll cover our. He's like, there's no fucking rain or storms here. Like, no one's been able to do that. And he, there's this awesome page with him doing that as he's running through, and all three of his granddaughters are like, "Oh shit, it is him!" No, even this fucking even rules. It, it's also like no, it's raining fire. He had, it's not just like yeah, it's no, awesome. He had tried to summon a thunderstorm when he first got there, and he couldn't. Yeah, well, yeah, but I think that's he, the thing. He he was the he was summoning a traditional thunderstorm. Thunderstorm. Well, because yeah. that's the thing. Uh, they even say like, "Oh, the god of." Uh, rain can only can can't even make mildew anymore like or like so like he dewdrops. went for something else yeah so he Doesn't literally it made it blood? rain fire i thought no, it was it rain fire, rain fire. Oh. it does rain yeah, blood later but we'll get to that but i like how he like blows this thing up uh the other two thors are like in orbit and then all of a sudden like there's a young thor swinging a space shark at yes <laughs> because he he cannot fly because he doesn't have mjolnir um, so, so he's he just always to, landing on these creatures which is fucking hilarious. he has to ride a star shark which you will also notice is a character from jason aaron's image book sea of stars, sea of stars. 100 yeah. percent. Yeah. oh wow this is where he came up with yep. star sharks um wow but yeah so <laughs> i just thought it was a and he, lobo ripoff yeah, and then he proceeds to swing one at the Thor. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, and they're like, oh, it's another one of these fucking imbeciles. Yeah. 
And yeah, King Thor's just like, oh, good. There's two of you idiots. Great. Another Great. one of you fucking idiots. Yeah. Fucking himbos everywhere. Jesus. Um, by himbos. <laughs> Himbo squad. But then he gets his own hammer. Not a Mjolnir, but he gets a hammer. So he yeah. felt left out. So he's part um, of the hammer squad but now. But there's just such this fucking beautiful moment where the three of them line up and they're like, let's go tell him what for. And it's like, no, no, no. This time. What Thor? We let the hammers speak. What Dude, this page. There's so yeah. many of these huge splash pages of Thor's just standing that are fucking gorgeous yeah. in this yeah, book. Yeah, it's just it's fucking insane. It's so cool. Um, but yeah, so then when then we get the big battle where they, they all together try to confront Gore. Um, I couldn't and, even like take notes because like there's just so much crazy when, when shit Gore, that happens in these two when issues. When Gore sees all the Thors together, he's like, you should have brought more Thors. And I was like, that <laughs> is such a good line. <laughs> Which is Such also a badass line. Which is also a We're gonna need a bigger um, boat. Well it, it's Thor. a it's a a nod to when Jason Aaron wrote that um Battle World storyline where it was just like all Thors. Like all the Thors from the multiverse were like on yeah, a Thor, yeah. team together. Yeah, yeah, yeah that Thor, hasn't happened yet. No, it hasn't happened yet, but it's another nod to something else that Jason Aaron writes later. Mm. Uh, so I thought that was yeah. You're funny. seeing, you're just seeing threads that he kind of pieces together. Yeah, you're just his seeing writing, his yeah. like his like writing notes, like as they Dude. come to life. And some um, of the powers, see, we, also, get, we get like the fucking Captain Falcon Thor punch. Oh, but here, the, before we get before Thor we get to force, the big battle, I, should say. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves because Thor. we missed it, a key component of Gore and his slip into number one. He's mad with power. Number two, he is becoming a god as well. And like he's one thousand percent a god. Yeah. He also has a wife that, and son that kind of showed up out of nowhere. That's what I'm getting to. Oh, so the, got it. So they're just kind of there all of a sudden. And well, his no, son's a dick. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> well, he's had he nine years. He resurrects his son and well, wife using the necro sword. That we like are basically led to believe that he has done that. Yeah. What do you mean? He he Because they are not resurrected at this point. Well, no, okay. He resurrects them with the same technology he's making the berserkers with, is what I'm saying. Got it. They're they're, yeah, they're like, constructs. They're constructs. And yeah, yeah. yeah, we find out later that it is the Necrosword, so like when yeah, he's he got dies, his when creepy he loses, crawler machine that he yeah. Takes. Um you, know, you can tell because they don't have pupils. Like he has yeah, they have pupils. The black eyes. They have the black eyes. Um and the Which sun, I actually didn't notice right away. It, Took me a second to figure that out. Um, yeah, the sun uh, is is a at first a blind acolyte where he's he's just talking to young Thor while he's a slave and just like taunting him. Where he's like, "My father right? is the great, <laughs> just being like, such an asshole." Yeah, he's like, "You're never, you're gonna be forgotten, and all the gods are gonna be like forgotten to the 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 like the sprawl of time." But my father's name will ring out because he's gonna be the savior of of all worlds. Because like, fuck God. And then Thor's and, like, "Well, that sounds um, like, like 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 a god." And he's like, no. Yeah. I mean, he calls himself more <laughs> the Redeemer at one point. Yes. Yeah. yeah well, the son really calls him not like too. a god at all. Yeah. No. Yeah. And then, and then the wife is just kind of like depressed and laying in bed, and she's like, "Are you done making your god bomb yet? Because when, <laughs> like, when do we get to just? When do we get yeah, to live? Yeah, she just wants to live. Yeah, yeah. She just god wants bomb. to have their life together. But also, after he's done Gore with his, his Yes. Gore looks at his whiteboard to do list: make god bomb. So like and it's, and it's just like been uh like uh decayed off. Cash marked. She she's just been decayed <laughs> off because it's nine hundred years. 
this is yeah. mid-season. She's just so sick and tired of him talking about his fantasy football team and just wants Jeez. football season to be over so they can like go apple picking or whatever. But also like in a weird way, like also like understands and like worships him for the work. Like so it's like an odd combination. Yeah, yeah he's well, real appreciative as we of find her, out later. Of her. <laughs> as we find out later, these two characters are just extensions, extensions of himself of him. yeah. and they're extensions yeah. of his subconscious so later on as they're having this big climactic battle the sun that might be worth going through the battle now okay let's go to the battle you know what i'm saying uh, yeah yeah so uh the the two elder thors get swallowed by a fucking like space we get the serpent. thor punch all right you get the thor punch just... yep yeah <laughs> like King they thor, just send like whammy multiple hammers times, like, multiple <laughs> times <laughs> thor thor or gore or some combination get thrown into and destroy planets and moons like multiple times in this fight. Oh yeah, they get thrown across <laughs> light years. And here, there's a really cool point. At one point, like um, the Avenger Thor is just beating the shit out of him into just like, he's like, he is just berserker mode. Just like, he's just gonna beat him until nothing else exists. So he's it's just a tables, across- ladders, and chairs match at this point. Dude, like, yeah, and like, it, it, but he's beating him across the cosmos until he looks over and realizes that like their destruction is like destroying a a occupied planet. Like there's a, a civilization yeah, yeah, yeah. about to die, but like, but specifically, it's inhabited by people. Like all these other planets are just like celestial bodies that are just like cracking and exploding. That one has people on it, so he stops beating the shit out of Gore temporarily and saves those people. He like stops a, a, a volcano from erupting. And it's like, oh, well, that planet's going to worship Thor now. Um, yeah, <laughs> like, right. just kind of offhandedly. But that really shows the, d- the growth. Because, like, obviously young Thor would have not given a shit at all. Like, maybe even if he did know people were there, he's just like, whatever, I got to fight this guy. And that's all that but mattered. Also, and that's where Gore kind of talks to him. And it's like, you're my favorite because you're the well, only one that, like, you're seeing how futile this is for gods, like, not to care about themselves. and like. That's when the doubt starts creeping in. Yeah, he's like, like you're my favorite because you, somewhere deep down, you know I'm right. And that's... Yeah. And, yeah, that's... We got some great like, action moments here with um, young Thor riding the shark and shooting laser beams out of its nose. Fucking um, incredible. shit was dope. And, like, and also while they're fighting, like, they're, like, kind of beating his ass, but then... Oh, yeah. He gets on scared. On the planet. But on the planet, he has all of his fucking berserkers start killing the gods because he gets power from their blood. Which, so which is just, also they just like, start massacring the we, gods on the planet. It was it was strongly implied, but not known until that moment that Gore. That's how he was getting power. More powerful every time he killed a god. Um, yeah. So that's why you know he's able to like kill the guy that wrestles black holes for fun. You know. Yeah. So then, like they, at the end of this main issue of the first, let's say round one, <laughs> of the big fight, Thor, basic King Thor, basically. They all three of them literally drive him into the sun or a sun and then the sun turned black and that's what it starts raining blood. And we just get some fucking well, it rains blood going here and hammers <laughs> and Thor's and despair. Yeah, and that's so that when we see, see gore like one again, and another it, incredible page. Dude, right. It's so fucking epic. Well, dude. So yeah, back you just to back gore because, just like, oh God. Yeah. That last so page. Good. That last page is gorgeous made, like, make ready the bomb at, while there's three dead Thors at his feet. Then the first page of the next issue is King Thor crucified to a comet. 
<laughs> like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, then, like, and then current oh. Thor being thrown down a into, uh, like a, some ravine, and then you have all of the no, hammers. No, not being, a ravine. He's being thrown into the center of Gore's planet. Oh, you're right. Like he's getting thrown into the mag- magma core of the planet that they're on. The hammers are protected by Goop and God, so they can't get out. And then yeah, all, all of his granddaughters God are cage. like the cage. Yeah. Yeah. And Gore is dragging young Thor by his hair to go fucking ignite the bomb. Like it's not looking great. Yeah, it is. It is some very intense buildup of everything. And this is what I think. This is where, like, this is such a huge moment. Kind of talking about like his his wife and his kid. Basically, yep. like, he says, "Yes, now is the time for the god bomb," and she's like so happy and relieved. Basically, like, you you are my savior. You're. I knew you would be worthy of everything. Like, you're my lover. You're my savior. You are my god. And when he yeah. hears, you that, are the only being I have ever known who is worthy of worship. You are the brightest star in all the heavens. You, Gore, are my lover, my savior. You are my god. And he just goes, and that's when he snaps what did you and say? is like, yeah. It's like because I because there's a couple god. other and moments. Fucking, the yeah. only way you can push the buttons of Gore is to accuse is him that. of being a god. Yeah, um, correct. So he he just straight up murders his wife. Um, which is not his wife, obviously, but like, and basically, then we get, yeah, which we this find is when we out, get like, the turn. This is also like, since that is part of that's just an extension of his subconscious, he himself knows he's a hypocrite, you know? Yeah, he's um, like battling accusing his, yeah, exactly. Gord being a god, and whenever the necro sword comes across cat hair, just those two things are too much. <laughs> those are the two. Um, but yeah, and then and then the sun. Is like, are we ready, Father? Is it time? And then Gore's like, yes, your mother is uh, uh, over there. I don't know. Over but there. Yes, let's go. Yeah, and then and like. He, qu- and he very clearly sees her He dead. sees her, her hand because she's buried and a dead, a dead person. Um, and then. That's, that's the term So for then him. the sun goes down into like the, the, the pit of the planet where, where uh, Avenger Thor is. And he basically is just like, yeah, you're right. Like you, like. It, it like basically tells him, like, doesn't he tell him how to stop it? Like, isn't that part? No, of he it? just Where, he like, basically he basically just turns. He's like, "Look, my father's a hypocrite," and then just rescues him and gets him out of the pit. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So he gets him out of the pit in time for um Avenger Thor for all but, of and them. And then he to- and then he prays to him. Yeah. To yeah. kill his father, like that was the big one. That's so that's the, the complete thing. turn. It's like, yeah. well, he knows if a little de- boy prays for it, you got to do it. But it's not a little boy. Well, it's Gore. It's Gore. Yeah. yeah, it's Gore himself. It's an extension of Gore. It's the part of Gore that knows that he's gone too far, but can't go back. Mm-hmm. It's that like time lost fallacy where it's like, yeah. oh no, I've made a mistake, but I've committed too hard to the bit to admit that I was wrong. So now I'm just going to just oh, destroy everything relatable. because, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> Again, Gore, very relatable villain for a lot of reasons, not least of which his own anxiety is his downfall. <laughs> this show so, is so fucking awesome. Oh man! So that's that's when we get Avenger Thor gets both fucking hammers. Yeah. So. In- Gore sets the god bomb off. Effectively. Yeah, it starts to it starts to go it starts off to and go. like all the gods across space time because like the librarian and Shadrach are talking to the pantheon and they're like, "How much time do we have?" And they're like, "They're literally it is time. 
it doesn't and they matter. Just start melting. Yeah, and then it was like, oh, okay, yeah, it's right now. It's happening. Um, yeah, and so like as all the gods across space time are starting to fucking bleed bl- like black from their fucking orifices, Thor, Avenger Thor, goes into the middle of the god bomb and takes his Mjolnir and King Thor's Mjolnir and smashes them together in this like supernova of power and absorbs the bomb. This is when we need that double bass pedal from Slayer. Yeah, dude. It's so fucking awesome. And then we get this page of him. Like, this is, this is like, hammers. Like, I, like, the the soundtrack to this is Dark Throne. They'll put on, like, like, fucking Scourge of the Northern, whatever the fuck it's called. And, like, is it supposed to look like the Omega symbol? I don't know when he does that. Oh, that's a a good point. I think a little bit, yeah. I don't think that's by mistake. That's, that's probably very purposeful. Um, yeah, so they talk about how he's just basically like uh, this page specifically when he's absorbing and they talk about like all he could tell all throughout time and space that gods were dying. And at that moment, there was a yeah. they all had a vision of a god with a hammer and they all prayed to him. All no, gods yeah, no. all right, here were it is. praying to Thor. A vision of one god with a mighty hammer in each hand fighting the heart of a bomb to save them all. And for one moment that stretched across time. Every god in all the universe closed their eyes and prayed to Thor. So, like, yeah, the so he power, got all that power. The power of magical thinking across well, all gods space get their power time. from belief. Like, that's like they the all, yeah, they yeah, all yeah. clapped their hands and Rule. said, I do. Yeah, exactly. The they, all, they all clapped their Becomes hands. Becomes god like, of the gag. Yeah. He's gag god. Well, as RJ, <laughs> as RJ said, like, he, he reached through time and space to absorb the spirit bomb. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, and it's cool because like at this point he absorbs the weapon so he knows the name of it mm. yes. which is and that, it's that, fucking and it's, that's, he steps out of the fucking, fucking bomb and he is just like I was talking to my friend um, that I watched uh, the Thor Love and Thunder with and we were kind of talking about how like the visuals of the Necrosword in the movie is a bit of a letdown I was really expecting it to be like Fanta black you know that kind of black oh, that yeah, like yeah, yeah. doesn't absorb light it's like it's so yeah. black that it can't yeah. absorb light and that is what Thor looks like. It's literally just like his eyes and the top of his head poking out and just two fucking hammers in this like sea, this like Thor shaped sea of blackness. And yeah, yeah, I like how he tells Gore is like, yeah. I have like, it's, it's not your weapon the, anymore. It's, it's, it's name black, is the all the black necro sword, the slicer of worlds, the Anaya blade. And, and it was meant to be wielded by a god, but you were right about one thing. It was also meant to kill them. Dude, and this next fucking page, this splash page, is fucking it's awesome. So he just blows fucking gore away gore. with hammer necro sword power and just fucking turns him back him. into a measly human. And this is when he talks to his quote unquote son. Uh, this is when we find that they're constructs. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. was, was it God who killed my mother or was it you? Are you the, what are the same now, father? Behold gore, the god of hypocrisy. And that's when he Got fades him. away and King Thor. Yeah, the God of like, dickhead yeah. dads. <laughs> God, if you're not my dad. Um, <laughs> but young Thor is just, per- he's just perplexed because he's a big old dumb himbo. And he's just like, he just melted. What the fuck was that? And then King Thor is the one who explained like, there never was a boy. There was only ever the weapon and the things Gore made from it. So he was a, he was a, he was a symbiote construct. You're right. Like, and I love how eating. at this moment where he's, mourning the loss the young thor is like all right enough of this shit and just chops his fucking head off yeah yeah like it, i'm not letting a, this fucker get away again <laughs> it's it's giving um we got a the double beginning of endgame. 
Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I went for the head. <laughs> and I like uh, how this, we kind of talked about a little bit, like, um, I like how the, the next couple panels is Thor died for the ninth time in history, and then three days later he rose again. Yeah. Oh, so good. It's like, I was like, nice. Nice. <laughs> and it's you just like a bad You love hangover. to see a good, yeah, you love to see a good biblical reference. Yeah, and it's just like, it's really cool. He kind of ties up the time travel thing really cool because, like, the rules with this time travel is basically once they all go back, the memory just slowly fades. That's why, like, yeah. none of them will remember. And, and it. so, part like, of they it all is just like, go back to their timeline. Um, and, and um, they all knew that given the nature of time travel involved, their memories of recent events would soon begin to fade. There were some memories that uh, they looked forward to forgetting, others they hoped that would linger forever. Um, they would not remember, blah, blah, blah. Um, Instead, they return to their own worlds, their separate worlds and lives, their own ambitions, their own fears, their own callings. They also had their one common destiny, to be the greatest god who ever lived. So, part, the only lasting implication from this is that they know they have to fucking do better. They have to prove Gore wrong. They have to be the god that is worthy of worship. Like, they need to be the god that actually cares for people and protects them and saves Which- them. And that sets off, well, like, one, and, like, young Thor takes the first step, because Mjolnir kind of makes, it twitches a little bit for him now. Yeah, it's like, it moved! I'm getting closer! Because um, also now he Thor, knows he will be worthy someday. Yeah, know? current Thor goes and is a god to that world and will say you'll never, you'll, you know, you need, you'll never need to pray again. I'm your, basically, I'm your god now. And then King Thor, we find out what his plan is later. Like, this pretty much sets off his entire run. Especially the stuff at what King Thor does with the granddaughters, I thought was like I really like that part of his run. Yeah, but like yeah, like that message right there, that theme is pretty much the theme of Aaron's entire run. After this, is yeah. like be better, and they all try to find a way to be that better version of themselves. Especially the king and um, current Thor, current Thor, yeah. especially. Well, we also but... we also get more stories from young Thor. Um, there's we some, do. There's yeah, some yeah, yeah. flashbacks to that too. Um, where he yeah, they're, is and they're usually of, really good parallels to what's going on with the other versions. I, he, we get all three of them throughout the whole time, which is great. Yeah, I love that he tells all these different versions of Thor. Like it's like reading three separate books, and it and it's the perfect way to show like character development in a non-linear what? way. What is this guy, like, Logan? <laughs> But, like, I love to see... But at least it makes like, sense for Thor, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, time travel and also basically being he, infinite. Um, he doesn't... Yeah, he won't... Yeah, he's basically eons, immortal. And he's also, like, there's... He even talks about it in this run. There's, like, being a god, there's certain things that you just forget. He's like, I don't remember the first maiden I, I laid with. I don't well, remember the first person I fell. I, I don't, don't even... Man, like, yeah. <laughs> fuck so many maidens. Jesus. Like, God I mean, damn. come on. Same, obviously. But like, like he's got crushed but he, billions. You know, I'm assuming there's certain things that crushed. you never forget, and like encountering Gore the first time is one of those moments. The cave that, was another big one. Yeah, yeah, the cave was the memory that will never be wiped from his from his mind. Yeah. So like, despite not having memory of the actual events, the the lasting effects of it are are like imprinted yeah. on him. Where yeah, it's just it's so fucking good. Um. Highly recommend the entire Jason Aaron run, especially if you're going to just read like two arcs from it, read this, read the Jane Foster stuff. Um, 
and it's dude, like, just get the ultimate collection. They're so fucking good. I mean, they're so fucking it's good. All, yeah, they, it's and all it worth all, reading. And it all blends together this really beautiful way. We were just talking they, they to all, they all we're work. talking off mic before yeah. this about um like the the arc that comes right after this where like Thor meets back up with Jane on Midgard and they have like a um uh, a picnic on the moon and it's like that leads straight into Jane's stuff way later down the road because the moon yeah, is the like a War pivotal Realms moment. Event for her. was fucking awesome. Yeah, there's, it's, it's just War fucking great. War of Realms was fucking sweet. Yeah, this it, it's a pivotal run, and it, there's a bunch of different um, artists that run throughout this whole thing, and they're all excellent. They all have a completely different tone, and it works. Like it, just, they just fucking nail it. J- like like Russell Dowderman did most of the Jane run. Fucking yeah. chef's kiss, perfect, nailed it. <laughs> yeah, um, so good. I, I, I'm me sleepy some, now. Let me some more talking. Aaron Thor. So fucking good. Well, that's uh, that's Gore the God Butcher. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, I think I think it's, it's a lot of book. I, I think I think we did it justice. I think, um, I I'm not a big Thor guy, so like, this is a really great spot to jump in if you're not. Um, I the I only thing we cannot do justice Thor here. This. Yeah, no, I have I haven't, I haven't either. Read a- and like, there are there are other runs that are fantastic, and one of which we will and be talking iconic about next and week. everything. Sure. Yeah. Um, but like this is above and beyond across the board the best like it's we like kind of talked about it. i think you said it a little bit because it taps into a different part of thor it taps into thor the god not thor the avenger and it's to bigger. me there's so it's so much bigger and epic there's so much more you can do there and it makes it so much more uh i can invest so much more in it because you could do have these huge expansive stories as opposed to just like he's just going to be the fucking hammer that literally and figuratively like he's just the guy you call in when you can't fucking kill anything anymore. But like, this is a different thing. He's fighting yeah. things. He's on, the cavalry. He's that fighting cosmic all the scroll ships, you know, like, he's yeah, that, but he's fighting he's cosmic guy. threats now. Like, yeah. and it's on his level. And it's just like the stakes seem so much higher. Cause like he, like how often does he lose in a regular, in a regular comic book? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, so like, that's why I really liked it. Well, tune in next week. We're going to talk about Thor some more with uh, the Walter Simonson run uh, issues. Way back, volume one of Thor issues uh, 337 and 345. First appearance of uh, Beta Ray Bill. We're going to get into that. It's going to be fun. Um, That should be fun. Um, I will say, before we, we close out the show, the only thing we cannot do justice through this, you know, auditory medium is Esau Ribic's art. Oh yeah! Fucking go buy this book simply to look it's, at it. I don't stupid. care if I want you to read it, but if you just look at it, that makes me feel a lot better because I cannot express to you a fucking. Cool. He does a lot of covers usually, right? Nowadays, he does more covers than interiors. He's been doing um, Karen Gillan's um, Eternals, which I do recommend, mm. um, and I think he's going to be doing a lot of stuff for the Judgment Day stuff that we're we're getting into because they seem to work together a lot now. Um, he also did a really cool image um, of creator own thing called versus uh but yeah nowadays he's more of a cover guy um but you love to see it anytime yeah. you see him he fucking rolls so fucking good all right well <laughs> uh definitely consider joining our patreon uh we're like i said there's a, a review up there right now for the new thor movie we've always got cool stuff coming your way with dueling genre versus dueling genre tonight which is kind of our more variety show kind of thing Go check it all out. It's all good. And go just uh, check out Dueling Genre at Large. We've got all kinds of cool podcasts out there for your listening pleasure. Um, 
Yeah, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Last Week's Comics. Uh, yeah, I think that's all the stuff I usually say here. Um, for myself, Casey, Sean, and RJ, this is Tales from the Short Box. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>